0: come A little did I know it be now Oh
1: how you feel me Oh how you kill me until last saw it
0: with my own eyes I deny it But now there's no way
2: out. No point welcome to the limitless mindset podcast this podcast will teach you to acquire superhuman mental abilities and hack your reality in this episode we discuss one of the most limiting things in your life stress We give the chemical definition of stress and explain its biological purpose. We also give 18 powerful life hacks for decreasing and managing stress in a healthy way. So Today, me and Woody are talking about a subject that I think pretty much everyone who listens to this podcast is very familiar with, and that's stress, and we hope that after listening to this podcast... You will actually change your 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 attitude and uh, change your philosophy a little bit around stress because in the Western world there's this very ingrained philosophy that society has about stress, and it's this philosophy that stress is just kind of an inevitable part of your life, just like uh, just like traffic and doing laundry, and stress, as we're going to demonstrate in this podcast is something that is going to severely limit you from having a really good life and from accomplishing your goals. And what we should actually be trying to do is we should actually be trying to avoid stress as much as possible. And there's some really great ways to manage it to get it down to where we can live actually very stress-free lives while at the same time accomplishing the things that we want to accomplish. And that's what we're going to be talking about in this podcast. So if you're someone that kind of has the philosophy that, you know, stress is just an inevitable part of getting forward in my life and my career and my business and whatever. We hope that you'll, for the next little while, open your mind to the possibility that you can have a life that's still very productive without having a really high level of stress because it does a lot of super negative things that Woody's going to tell you about.
0: Yeah, there's uh, a ton of things that stress does that we're actually that most people I don't think are really aware of. Uh, For instance, it it greatens the risk of of getting cancer. When you have a lot of stress in your life, your body starts producing this chemical called IL-6, which has been shown to increase inflammation, which is a big part in causing a ton of different kinds of cancers. So it can cause cancer. It can make you gain body fat just because of all the measurable immune response to the stress in your body it increases the risk of heart disease it kills brain cells and destroys the hippocampus memory and learning chronic stress changes brain circuits so we lose the ability to form new memories acute stress kind of makes you stupid makes it hard to remember the things that you know well and i can attest to this going through chemotherapy when you're all stressed out all the time I don't know how much of it is the stress or how much of it is the ridiculous drugs I'm taking, but my memory has not been great lately. So looking forward to getting rid of that to get my memory back. But it also causes depression. One study found that cortisol levels of the depressed individuals was 68% higher. Holy cow, 68% higher than those without depression. Other studies have verified similar findings The relationship between high and low trait psychological stress, low serum testosterone, and serum cortisol. Neurotransmitters are less receptive, meaning that the things which should make you feel good—food, sex, family, touch, cocaine—no, I'm just kidding. Uh, But those (laughs) those sort of things make you feel less good because these neurotransmitters aren't as receptive because of the stress. Uh, That also decreases the. Hey,
2: Woody. I, I wanna I want our listeners to just let that sink in a little bit because for me, that one's especially powerful that if you're stressed about things, the things that are supposed to make you feel good in life are gonna be numbed. I mean that that makes me think of And we've all heard people say this, where they say, you know, hey, there was some, like, really big goal that I was working towards, or there was some big thing that I was working towards, and I was really stressed working towards it, and then... Once I actually accomplished it, it wasn't that great at all. if we you know now that we understand a little bit about our biology, we can see that if we're working towards a goal and we're really stressed out about working towards that goal, it's ultimately going to make actually accomplishing that goal way less fulfilling, which is kind of a counterintuitive way to to live your life, wouldn't you say
0: Oh absolutely, yeah, definitely gotta you know makes the The high is less high for you And what's what's the point of life If not for those crowning achievements And great moments in your life So definitely stress can be you know, counterintuitive to having a good life in that way. And also what it does is it decreases the length of the telomeres in DNA, which means it speeds up aging. And setting down on mothers of chronically ill children, their their stress levels meant that every day they were stressed by their ill children was equivalent to six years of aging normally. So every year they would age six years, which... It's why some people look so burnt out that have high stress jobs. I remember in high school I had a teacher who used to work in the stock market and he was telling me how stressful it was. And this dude looked like he was in his mid-40s and he was like, yeah, I'm about 29. And we were like, no way, you look terrible, dude. Because when you're that stressed, you just age so much faster. That. And,
2: you know, that that's interesting because the study, that was a study, it was done as part of a National Geographic documentary film that I watched that was real fascinating. And so it was these mothers that had chronically ill children. So it was like, like so, you know, children that had like really serious diseases. And that's obviously like super stressful to be a mother of... That type of child, I could imagine though that that level, and I and I guess stress is kind of is kind of relative to. To, to whatever your situation is. But I could see how something like working in the stock market could be could be on probably the same level as being, you know, a mother that's going through something something like that. Yeah. So, you know, that's probably, you know, someone that's, you know, making and losing money there, on the stock market every day, or a mother that's going through something like that. That's a pretty high level of stress. But at the same time, that's pretty powerful that it is what it's costing them is is six years for every year that they're they're under that level so if there's anything to motivate us to get rid of our stress that should be it right there is that you don't want to be you don't want to be aging six times faster than you should be normally
0: well i'm just going to get into the biological definition of stress it means you have elevated levels of the hormone cortisol the adrenaline does a certain amount of damage, rating pulse rates and blood pressure, but it is the cortisol that comes shortly after that does the most devastating long-term damage. And the biologically hi- biological history of stress is that stress and cortisol sound like a terrible thing, so why do we have it? An evolutionary survival tool is that when you are under stress, your body releases these releases these increased levels of adrenaline and other fight or flight hormones and chemicals but our society has evolved uh, way faster than our biology has in the last couple hundred years the same chemistry that would save us from a tiger in the savannah of africa africa now occurs when our boss calls us into a meeting uh you know the pr manager or the hr manager works so that's sort of why we have it you know our bodies aren't catching up
2: yeah, if you're getting called into a meeting with the PR manager, that's fun. PR managers are always fun people. But when you're getting called into a meeting with the HR manager, that's going to that's gonna spike those cortisol levels for sure. What was interesting was, as we did research for <clears throat> this episode, we found that there's a very consistent we found that there's a lot of correlation and a lot of interaction between the testosterone levels that are in our body and the stress levels that we have. So like Woody said, stress is a result of this chemical called cortisol. And it's part of that evolutionary flight or fight response that the that the uh, that the lizard brain produces to help us survive in situations. But the majority of us do not find ourselves in life-threatening situations every single day. But unfortunately, the same chemical the same chemistry is occurring and what it's doing is it's giving us this baseline of this flight or fight response to these small things in life, like getting called in to see your HR manager. So if we can manage, the good news though, is that if we can manage our testosterone levels a little bit uh, a little bit better our testosterone kind of has an adverse relationship where if our testosterone levels are a little bit higher then it's going if our testosterone levels are nice and high and healthy then it's gonna push our cortisol levels down low whereas if our cortisol levels are too high then our testosterone levels are going to be low and having low testosterone levels is going to create a lot Lot of problems for us, even even for women. Testosterone, obviously people under people understand you know testosterone as being a masculine chemical, estrogen as being a feminine chemical, but the fact of the matter is that estrogen and testosterone are in both men and women at any given time and that testosterone has a lot of really positive effects on both men and and women. And there might be women out there that are like, well, I've heard things about testosterone. You know, there's the stereotypical image of like the the Russian Olympic bodybuilder woman that's taking like testosterone shots and she's all huge and hairy and she looks like a man and she's in the Olympics or whatever. And that's a very, very extreme case of when, you know, women are physically injecting themselves with synth with massive amounts of unhealthy synthetic testosterone. So that's very different than what we're going to be discussing in this podcast, which is increasing the natural level of testosterone that you have in your body. So Woody's going to talk about some cool lifestyle-type things that are going to help to increase and balance the level of testosterone and cortisol that you have going on.
0: Thank you, Jonathan. The first thing, pretty simple, I'm sure we've all heard it a ton of times, but getting the proper amount of sleep, six to eight hours of sleep every night sleep impacts many of the chemicals in your body including serotonin people with a deficiency in serotonin are more likely to suffer from depression you can help to prevent depression by making sure you're getting the right amount of sleep and depression and stress are directly linked Overtraining and stress most people think that the more you work out the better your body's gonna function and the better your immune system's gonna function and the less stress you're gonna have but actually that's only true to a certain point after you start working out as to a certain point you actually are working against your body the human immune system does not respond well to extreme physical exertion so working out excessively will in turn bring down the immune systems like you know abilities even to the extreme that one would see in a very unactive lifestyle so, the people who are more at risk for a suppressed immune system are the people that we would probably consider to be world class athletes, which is kind of crazy because that's counterintuitive. Also, there's a technique called progressive muscle relaxation, it involves altern- alternately tensing and relaxing the muscles. A person using progressive muscle relaxation may start by sitting or lying down in a comfortable position with the eyes closed. Then the muscles are tensed for around 10 seconds and relaxed for 25 seconds sequentially through various parts of the body. The whole session will take probably about 30 minutes. And with those- I would.
2: I would say you can probably get it done in about fifteen. I know when I was when. Remember when me and Alex were training to do the taekwondo competitions in Las Vegas? Yeah. We would we would use this. We would do this before we would go out and compete, and we would do it for about fifteen minutes. So I would, if you want to really de stress yourself, do it legitimately. Probably take thirty minutes, but if you want to use it as like a quick fix, you can probably use that progressive muscle relaxation technique in about fifteen minutes.
0: Okay, yeah. So there's a whole lot of different ways to do it. You know, there's not. A right way or a wrong way. You can. In one fact. One study showed that subjects lowered cortisol, perceived stress, anxiety, and pulse when compared to subjects that just sat quietly. So, it does a whole lot of good things for your body when you can, you know, quiet yourself and then do this progressive muscle relaxation technique. The next point is... That
2: that progressive muscle relaxation technique would probably be real effective also in combination with like some focused attention meditation, don't you think?
0: Absolutely. And if you'd like to hear more about focused attention meditation, you can go to our neuroplasticity episode of the podcast. And
2: oh, you know what, sorry to interrupt you so much, but I was just thinking... A lot of these studies that I was reading, they were talking about. They were they were actually talking about how when people are under a lot of stress and they spend a consistent amount of time with other people that are very compassionate about their stress, that that was a real that they had scientifically shown that that decreased their stress levels and that that was actually also repairing their telomeres in their DNA and what's interesting once we got on this tangent of meditation is that the focused attention meditation what the monks were always meditating on while they were doing their focused attention stuff that increased their neuroplasticity was unlimited compassion if you could do the muscle relaxation technique in combination with focused attention meditation on compassion that would be a really powerful in combination life hack for Beating stress and increasing neuroplasticity at the same time, right?
0: Absolutely, that'd be incredible. I'm gonna go do that right now. Yeah,
2: let's let's turn off this podcast (laughs) and go do that.
0: (laughs) No one man should
1: have all that power. No one man should have all that. In the 2011
2: movie. Limitless, the main character takes a clear pill which endows superhuman mental abilities which allow for him to become a master communicator, creative genius, and a wealthy, powerful businessman virtually overnight. While the movie and the drug in it are fictional, there certainly are Real life supplements that can significantly enhance your brain power, memory, and cognitive abilities. If you are committed to reaching your greatest potential, you are definitely going to want to check out the marketplace of brain power products and supplements on limitlessmindset.com. This marketplace is built with ratings and review software that allows you to see what brain power supplements and products are creating the most powerful results for other members of the Limitless Mindset community. Go to LimitlessMindset.com backslash marketplace today to find the neurotropic supplement or brain power product that is right for you.
0: So the next one is cold showers and testosterone. And the research that I was doing before this, they showed that in the 17th century or around that time, people were saying to lessen the sexual urges that you should take cold showers or cold baths. And really, the research is shown by the Thrombosis Research Institute That cold water showers actually increase testosterone production in men, which increases testosterone levels, not only boosts a man's libido, but also his overall strength and energy level. So cold showers will get you going, get you going in the right direction.
2: There's... This video on, it's a video series actually on YouTube, and it's kind of funny, but at the same time, it's pretty educating, and it's this guy that for 30 days takes ice baths. So, he fills his bathtub up with ice and water, and then he sits in it for 15 minutes a day for... 30 days, and then he does a case study on himself to show what are the physiological results of it, and it produces some real interesting physiological results. One of the most noticeable things is that he loses weight While he does it He loses like 15 or 20 pounds Over the course of 30 days Because when you're in the water Your body is working so hard To keep your body You know Keep your body temperature At the right temperature So he loses And it's funny The guy He records these YouTube video blogs Of himself After he gets out of the water Every single day And so he's He's this really like Miserably cold guy and he's—I think he's gay too. He has a little bit of a lisp, so it's—it's it's kind of—it's—it's—it's it's, it's kind of funny to watch um, this just miserably cold guy. But he gets some real results over the course of this 30 days from doing this cold bath. So, so if you're looking for something that's slightly amusing and also educational, I—I check that out, and we'll link that in the show notes of this episode.
0: Have you ever taken cold baths, John? Like ice baths? I- you know
2: what, I, when I, I took 60 days of cold showers in Central America, because it's, it's pretty difficult to find a warm shower down there, but no, I've never done an ice bath. Have you?
0: Yeah, yeah, with training for football, and they are intense. But like After like a hot day, training outside during the summer, an ice bath is the most glorious thing you've ever experienced. Alcohol can be detrimental to your body in a lot of ways, but if you drink red wine... And supplement zinc. Alcohol makes it, because you if you drink red wine, supplement zinc, it'll help with your stress level because alcohol makes it more difficult for your body to break down estrogen. So when you get the more zinc, it increases testosterone. And foods higher in dr- zinc such as nuts, seafood, oysters. Also, you can go to your local health store, get zinc supplements for really really cheap, fifty to hundred milligrams of zinc daily is what she'll probably need.
2: In an ideal world, none of us would ever drink alcohol ever, correct Woody? However, as we all know, you know, alcohol is, you know, a social lubricant and it does make for a pretty good temporary stress release uh, coping mechanism so what we're saying is that ideally you shouldn't drink alcohol at all because it does decrease your testosterone levels, increases the estrogen levels in in general over the long term it does increase stress but if you are going to use it as a coping mechanism like a lot of people are then the right way to do it is to drink red wine and make sure that you're supplementing your zinc
0: absolutely because no great story was ever started with. And then I had a salad. <laughs> that's right. Boost testosterone 40%. There's this chemical called D-aspartate. And D-aspartate is an amino acid that's produced produced in your pituitary gland and your testicles. And it boosts the production of testosterone. And so you can get D-aspartate supplements Uh, It also increases the sperm production, and the Journal of Reproductive Biology and Endocrinology reported that men taking 3 grams of D-aspartate every morning increased their testosterone by 40%. So, check out the D-aspartate. It's not that expensive. You can get it online or at the store, and it brings your testosterone levels up.
1: I just (laughs) from a
2: Hi, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset and I've got an interesting, introspective question for you. How would you rate your ability to remember the names of new people that you meet? If you're like most of us, you're probably not very good at it. I'm sure you've heard before how valuable it is to remember and use people's names. Remembering people's names will consistently make you more successful in business, social, and dating situations. I'd like to give you access to a four-part video course which will teach you in less than an hour a simple mental hack that master salespeople, politicians, and cult leaders Use to remember the limitless names instantaneously. The course has a $97 value, but as a listener of this podcast, you can access it for free today. To claim your free access to this video course, please visit limitlessmindset.com. Okay, so I'm going to go off on kind of a tangent here. So I'm going to talk about masturbation and stress because as I was researching the topic of stress, I saw I, I saw testosterone coming up very very consistently and. I know from some past research I've done and past things that I've read. Oh, you've that researched also...
0: extensively this topic, John, <laughs> haven't you?
2: <laughs> just, just like you, just like every other person listening to this podcast, Woody. So I, I know that there's a relation, somewhat of a relationship between masturbation levels and testosterone. And I was like, I wonder if there's a way that you could affect your stress levels based upon your masturbation habits so I did I spent actually several hours poking around and reading various studies that were done on the internet about stress levels and masturbation and orgasms and things like that and I came to some interesting conclusions there was some researchers that were at the Zhai University, which is in China, and what they discovered was that if men would abstain from ejaculation for six days, it was it was between six to seven days that the testosterone levels would increase by around a hundred and fifty percent what 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 they showed was that after after men had abstained for approximately three days there would be a noticeable the testosterone would have a noticeable spike and that once it got up to about seven days it would get to about 150% but then after about 10 days so there was kind of like a, the law of diminishing returns that after about 10 to 13 days so once you get to around 10 days to 2 weeks it would kind of normalize and go back down and it would actually if they abstained for like a really long amount of time like a month or whatever it would their testosterone levels would actually drop somewhat but in between the space of about like abstaining for and and this is going to vary by person but in between the space of abstaining for about 4 days To seven days, there was this noticeable jump in the amount of testosterone. The conclusion that I started to reach is that if you would got yourself on a little bit of an irregular schedule where you were putting, you know, between five to seven days. Between it, you would end up with a higher baseline of testosterone, which would ultimately end up being a little bit better thing—a little bit better thing for your stress levels. And so, I continued to research this, and I came across another study which was done by the Ludwig Boltzmann Institute for Urban ethology in Vienna and so what they were showing with this was that men when uh, they they did this study and they, they had men watch pornography and they showed that during the pornography the testosterone levels would increase by about 100% so when the men became aroused there was a significant increase in the testosterone levels which is kind of what you would expect but where I think This gets interesting is that if you abstain from masturbation for you know for between five to six to seven days or longer, you're going to become aroused a whole lot more easily, correct? Yeah. I'll kind of put myself out here, I can speak from personal experiences that I was traveling recently and I spent about two weeks where I was doing a lot of travel, I was spending a lot of my days on buses, I was spending a lot of time on airplanes, and when I wasn't doing that I was in hostels in Central America. And so as we discussed in our earlier episode, hostels are these, uh, hostels are like hotels, but you just have, in most hostels, you have next to no personal space and privacy. So with that lack of privacy, as I'm describing here, my testosterone levels were noticeably increasing by, I could I could tell it by the way that I felt every day, my testosterone levels were increasing by quite a bit because I was abstaining for, going on i'm gonna say like two weeks and so i noticed that i was getting i was getting aroused by just about anything by a girl walking by would make me become significantly aroused and so from my own personal experience my baseline testosterone level was increased quite a bit during this period because i was completely abstaining from any kind of masturbation, because there was there was no uh, there was not a whole lot of opportunity. Well, I guess there could be opportunity, but I wasn't I wasn't trying that hard. It would be interesting to hear if some of our listeners want to experiment with this and see what results they get by doing the same thing. Because I know from my own experience, you know, by the end of that time, I definitely felt a whole lot more, because I had those those noticeably higher testosterone levels, I definitely felt a whole lot more energetic, I felt more aggressive, I was being more social with everyone. So, kind of an interesting little self-experimentation episode there. There's a supplement that you can take that has a, a really great name, it's called Horny Goatweed. And that's a that's a natural supplement, we'll do a link to it, and it will ramp up your testosterone levels.
1: Yeah. Cash money heroes
0: private chest polish.
2: To connect with the limitless mindset community, along with a chance to win free neurotrophic brain supplements and other awesome prizes. Please give our Facebook page a like at Facebook.com backslash Limitless Mindset. If you found this podcast to be informative and entertaining, please give us a five-star review in iTunes or whatever podcast directory you are listening and write us a review letting us know what you think of the show. And remember that the best compliment we can ever hope to receive is you sharing the show with a friend. Now, I'd like to talk about stress and diet because the diet, what you're eating, actually has a pretty big effect on your stress levels as well. So, there's kind of this vicious cycle that occurs with people where they eat a lot of what's called high glycemic foods and high glycemic foods lower your testosterone levels and a lot of times they increase your estrogen levels. So this makes you feel a whole lot more stressed out. And high glycemic foods are what you typically think about as the comfort foods, which are foods that are high in processed sugars. And so some high glycemic foods are things like waffles, donuts, biscuits. Rice, white bread, white rolls, cornflakes, taco shells. Actually watermelon was on the list too, which was a little bit surprising to me because you always think about watermelon as being a uh, you know, healthy healthy fruit. But watermelon will increase your glycemic levels. Rice pasta, chips, uh, potatoes baked uh, baked potatoes, corn chips, and pretzels, and there is a, if you go to our website for the show notes of this episode, we're going to link to this big index of, I think it probably has several hundred different foods, and they're all indexed in their level of glycemic foods, and so these glycemic foods are what you think about as comfort foods, the kind of stuff that, you know, hey, I've had a stressful day, I just want to go home and sit on the couch watch TV and you know eat some food that's gonna make me feel good most of that kind of food is going to increase that glycemic level so it gets you in a vicious cycle where you're pushing down your testosterone levels and you're increase and that a lot is that the, the fat you're adding fat to your body and so what I would encourage people to do is instead eat dark, chocolate and dark chocolate is one of the few, one of the very few comfort foods that's out there that's actually really healthy for you. So I'm not talking about going and getting a Snickers or getting a Reese's or getting a candy bar. What I'm talking about is eating some, you know, some high purity, some real high quality dark chocolate. And that dark chocolate is gonna decrease your stress levels, but at the same time, it's gonna release a lot of serotonin and dopamine. So it's gonna give you that so I I would encourage people when you've had a stressful day and you just feel like going home and sitting on the couch and watching TV you know instead go home make some you know eat some healthy food eat some fish eat some vegetables eat some fruits and then have some dark chocolate another uh, uh another area of food that will help you manage your cortisol levels a whole lot is to eat healthy fats and so these are gonna be your monosaturated and omega-3 fats and so what that is going to be is that's going to be your fish groups that's going to be your wild caught salmon your tuna and your avocado so as much as possible try to take those try to take those, those those bad fat groups and replace them with eating fish eating tuna and making sure that you get your daily avocado drinking coffee and again, what we find consistently throughout all the research and the stuff that we look at for the Limitless Mindset podcast is that coffee is just a really awesome thing on a bunch of different levels. And interestingly, even the aroma of coffee will protect your neurons from the damage that cortisol does to them. Uh, as far as supplements that are out there that are going to help you, vitamin C is really good for decreasing your stress levels vitamin C reduces what's called aromatase, and I'm probably mispronouncing that a little bit but aromatase is an enzyme that converts your testosterone into estrogen so keep a lot of vitamin vitamin C in your body and then you also want to supplement ginseng. And so ginseng is a supplement that's actually been used for thousands of years in Asia. And ginseng is thing it's a natural way to increase the sex hormones and that it also stimulates cell growth and will boost the testosterone levels. And ginseng has for many years been increased, been used to help increase the physical and mental endurance, it boosts energy and it keeps body functions normal and it will also reduce your cholesterol levels. As a lot of you know, the whole world of self-help and personal development has some mindsets that are also helpful when it comes to dealing with stress. You know, our philosophy here at Limitless Mindset is that if we can take scientific biological practices, and then also marry those with some reputable self-help practices and have those two things going on simultaneously, that's going to lead us to living pretty limitless lives. Usually stress is a result of fear that we have of something. We're afraid of Financial things happening. We're afraid of things happening in our relationships. We're afraid of things happening at work. We're afraid of things happening with our kids and our spouses and our wives and girlfriends, etc. What is suggested is that you do progressive visualization and mental experience of the things that you are afraid of. So, for example, I had a good friend who was an attorney and he was for almost his entire life someone that just could not fly on airplanes. He was just uh, irrationally afraid of flying on airplanes and he would just never fly anywhere. If he had to travel across the country he would just get in his car and drive there. And so eventually he decided that it was Time to get over this fear. He went to a class that teaches people that are afraid of flying on airplanes how to get over it. And this is what they did was they started by having the people in the class visualize different aspects of being on an airplane. Like they would have the people visualize, they started by just looking at Uh, pictures of airplanes flying. And then they would watch videos of airplanes flying. And then they would go and have them sit down and mentally visualize themselves walking into the cabin of an airplane and walking to their seat and sitting down. And then they would have them visualize going and sitting in that airplane while the airplane took off and visualizing the airplane shaking as it was coming off the runway. And then they would have them visualize the airplane going through turbulence and, and bumping up and down in the sky and then they would even take them to the real extreme of this and have them visualize what it would be like if they were on an airplane and that airplane crashed or if that airplane went into a dive or if that airplane went out of control and really visually get into what visualize and bring themselves mentally into that experience of facing exactly what their fear was. And then what they did was they actually took the class of people to an airplane and they had them go and walk onto the airplane and sit down in the airplane so that they were actually experientially doing it. And then over the course of this time, what they did was they showed the people that what they were afraid of was really something that didn't Deserve their fear and their stress, and at the end of the class, my attorney was able to fly from Denver to Boston just fine, and so that's a visualization exercise that comes from the whole world of self-help. What I so what I'd what I'd encourage people to do is if there's something that's stressing you mentally, take yourself into the scenario of what is the worst possible outcome of this. Okay, so let's say let's say you get fired from your job. Let's say that your kids get bad grades and, you know, maybe don't get into college. Let's say that this relationship that you have with this person doesn't work out and you end up breaking up with them. Mentally take yourself to what would it be like to experience this? And then take that worst-case scenario and contrast it with What is the results in your life that stress is going to ultimately bring you to? And as we discussed in the beginning of this this podcast, it's a terrible thing. It's going to cause you to age six times faster than you would normally age. It's going to cost you to lose your memory. It's going to cost you to not be able to experience the highs of life. And so I think in almost... I would say in probably 95% of the scenarios, the ultimate thing that's causing you to get stressed out is probably far less bad of a scenario than where being stressed out is ultimately going to take you in your life. So that's actually a self-help uh, methodology that comes from a client of mine that has a business called My Greatest Potential that you guys can look at. And he has a cool video that goes over that a little bit more in-depth and explains it a little bit better than I did. So I think I'm gonna actually embed and put that video on the show notes of this because it's kind of interesting. Another pretty simple self-help life hack to decreasing stress is to say no to people. Now there's a temptation in life to say yes to people when people ask us to do things for them whether it's you know something like someone asking you to help them move or someone asking you to go to an event with them or someone asking you to give your opinion or your consultation on something there's we always you know are, are in in society we're all wired the same way we all want to make other people happy around us so that they'll make us happy and saying yes to people seems to be a real consistent way to do this but The problem with saying yes to people is it adds up the amount of commitments that we have in our life. So I would challenge the people that are, and especially the kind of people that listen to this podcast, are the kind of people that are probably the kind of people that are inclined to take on more than what's healthy in their life. And they're also the kind of people that listen to this podcast are also pretty social people. So they're the kind of people that are inclined to go to parties and go to lots of social commitments. And the more stuff you try to fit in your life, the more stressed out you're going to be. I would challenge the people that are listening to this to say no more often and to be more picky about the things that they say yes to. Let's See, I have a cool... Website that's also a hack for stress, and this is a website that is called githuman.com, and what this is is it's a website that catalog that catalogs, I think many thousands of different companies that are out there that have 800 customer service numbers. So we've all been stressed out by a situation where we had to call up like our cell phone company or we had to call up our internet company or we had to call up our cable company and we were stressed out about about some problem we were having with our, our technology services and we had to go through, we had to talk to or we had to go through the sequence of of like five different buttons that we had to pick when all we wanted to do was just talk to a person and explain what our problem was. But instead, we have to sit there and press five different buttons of different options in these telephone customer service systems. So this website, gethuman.com, it catalogs all these You know, thousands of different companies, your cable company, your cell phone company, your internet service provider, and it'll tell you so you can just call them up and then press four, five, three, two, one, eight, nine, and it'll take you directly to a human operator as opposed to going through their tree of, you know, customer service options that ends up just annoying you and wasting your time. So, next time you are stressed out about a technology issue, try to use that website, gethuman.com. The final thing that I want to talk about here is that Going back to what we were discussing earlier, where there was the study done on mothers of children that were aging, that their telomeres were, were, were detracting six times faster than normally. What they found was that humor had a really great positive effect, that humor would consistently help with the stress levels and the cortisol levels, and that humor would actually also help to repair the telomeres that were damaged by the cortisol, which is a pretty amazing thing if you think about it. So I'd like to give our listeners a gift. And I actually went out on the internet and I found a place where there was a bunch of these audio episodes from these commercials that Budweiser did Back in the 90s. And Woody, I'm not sure if you remember these commercials, but they were called the Budweiser True Men of Genius commercials. Do you oh, remember I, those? I
0: remember them quite well.
2: Yeah, and so they would so so it was Budweiser, and they would give these salutes to men that did crazy stupid things. And you know what's funny was when I went out there and searched for them, there was like 50 of these. Like, Budweiser just created a ton of these funny little episodes. And they're each about a minute and a half long, so they don't take very very long to listen to. But they're just really funny and they'll Bud crack Light you up. And if you're feeling stressed American. out, listen to a couple of these and you'll feel pretty okay. So what I've done is I got about 50 of these episodes and I put them together in a zip file and I've uploaded it to our limitless mindset server so if anyone is listening to this they can go to our website and they can download that package and then Put them on your computer. Put them on your iPod and just listen to them whenever you're feeling stressed out. Like I I could just think like uh, what usually stresses people out like when they're commuting to work in the morning and they have a bunch of traffic. That's pretty stressful right? Yeah. So download the Budweiser True Men of Genius series from our website and listen to it while you're stressed out going to work in the mornings. and I have a feeling that it will make your day a whole lot better.
1: Bud Light presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today we salute you, Mr. Fortune Cookie, Fortune Writer. Mr. Fortune Cookie, Fortune Writer. Most writers leave their wisdom in a book. You leave yours in a cookie. Crunchy cookie. Sure, they taste good, but it's the information you provide that we're really hungry for. it! Though your tablet is small, your message never is. Show me the way. Of course, the Mushu Pork and the Egg Foo Young fill our bellies. It's your inspiration that keeps us well-nourished. Yeah, yeah. Egg Foo Young. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, mm-hmm. Mr. Fortune Cookie, Fortune Writer, because when you say our luck is about to change, we believe you. We believe Bud Light you. Beer, at Iso, Los Angeles, Missouri. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Edible Underwear Maker. Mr. Edible Underwear Maker. Your true genius combined two of man's favorite things, panties and food. I can taste it now. They're a snack. They're underwear. They're a snack and underwear. Brilliant. Gorgeous grape, rock my world raspberry, bodacious banana And nothing says, I want you, like a man with a mouthful of underpants So crack open an ice cold Bud Light, Mr. Edible Underwear Maker Because thanks to you, when it comes to panties, extra large means extra yummy Yummy, yummy, Bud yummy. Light Beer, Anizerboose, St. Louis, Missouri Presents Real American Heroes Real American Heroes Today we salute you, Mr. Chinese Food Delivery Guy Mr. Chinese Food Delivery Guy Without you, we'd be forced to do the unthinkable when we wanted Chinese food Drive to a restaurant But you, sir, bring it to us in under 20 Ride like the wind. With your rickety bike, you battle traffic, bad weather, and the occasional busted elevator. And why do you do it? Because somewhere a guy is waiting for his Kung Pao Crab Puffs, and he's got a $1.57 with your name on it. That's 10%. So crack open an ice-cold Bud Light, oh mercenary of the Mandarin Chicken, and know that when America is looking for a man to get the job done, you do deliver. You do.